The following content was recorded by two niggas who were gladly left off of Bad and Bougie. Start the show. I'm just saying. And speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> if they would have called me, I would have been there. I had the verse ready. <laughs> Stay ready. You had all your skirt, skirt. Glad to sell out. <laughs> Ad libs on deck. Mama. <laughs> Bad. Them niggas. Let me tell you something. Offset. Them niggas is the most money making nigga. You could do a whole sound. We could do a whole soundboard. Just off of Bad and Bougie. I, I'm ready. Just off of the Migos and just all the... Scoot, scoot. Grab that thing, man. <laughs> I'm just going to do... One day, I'm just going to do ad-libs on this podcast. I'm not even going to actually talk about shit. I, <laughs> I'm just going to do your ad-libs. Bruh, I'm telling you. Them niggas is making... Them niggas is the most money-making niggas. I swear they're not making money off of whatever album they just dropped. Money! What whatever culture that culture three culture four whatever three, <clears throat> fam, they got one song that be on that you, you know once you get one song that be on all the movie trailers, mm-hmm. you know for a long time Kanye had power on every trailer. Yeah, power. This nigga had power on the the the, the social network trailer, nigga. Like, <laughs> no one man in flip flops should have all this power, like. <laughs> So the Migos, now they got that song. It, now, I remember it because I remember it was the only thing I liked at the time about this Mark Wahlberg movie from like two or three years ago. Mile 22. <clears throat> Everything but him was hard. Never heard of it. Exactly. Everything but him in this movie was hard. And, of course, because Mark Wahlberg wants us to believe um, that he likes hip-hop uh, but doesn't say nigga. Um had the Migos on the soundtrack. And yeah. it's been on, and two, three years later, it's on everything they want to sound hard. Falcon and the Winter Soldier is ready. It's whole squad ready. Mm. Fast and Furious, whichever one is, the 9, 10, 20, whatever. Are you ready? Whole squad ready. Family. <laughs> Except Vindy's had to have it be family. <laughs> <laughs> You got a squad. I got family. <laughs> Even Tyrese with his old misshapen. <laughs> you notice Tyrese didn't got him some shut the fuck up recently. Look, now that he know they got one more Fast and Furious movie on the books. Well, so they had to do that press junket. He was like, "Yeah, let me go ahead and fuck up the only check I got right now." They had to give him a shut the fuck up clause. And I'm pretty did. sure. Pretty sure. Um, pretty sure he wasn't getting too many offers. <laughs> During the pandemic, <laughs> Roman, Roman Hobbs or whatever, he ain't doing that shit. I wonder what Tyrese is up to right now. <laughs> Said him, no one. Him and Ludacris is not getting the spinoff they want so bad. No, because I'm telling you, they in, in Tyrese's head, they're gonna do a spinoff where it's just him and Ludacris saving the world while still fighting over fine ass Natalie Emanuel. <laughs> 
Who don't want either one of them? And who don't want either one of these niggas? <laughs> she gonna with, she gonna like take a collar on or some shit. <laughs> why are these why are these peripheral niggas we saw <laughs> go off and have a lovely relationship with Helen Mirren and have yeah. to explain that to um, Jason Statham, the the the, the reggaeton niggas. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, them niggas show up when they feel like it. Yeah, like that's that that that's a check. Yeah, that's a check. Just be just be in the continuity of the universe just enough to keep a check going every other movie. So that could have been me and Bad and Boozy, but you fucking it up. <laughs> niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz, and the price of the uterus just went up. <laughs> yes, it did. Oh man, we gonna get to that. Yeah, we gonna get into it, but uh, we gotta get into that shit, ladies. Just a preview. I'm sorry, Oz. Y'all gotta stop letting these dudes fuck. Go on. Got kind of quiet. Go on. <laughs> we'll talk. <laughs> Got kind of quiet. Uh, we'll talk about it later. We we will unpack this. But the price just went. <laughs> the price had to just go up. <laughs> I've never heard Oz of the Lost Woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's early, too. God damn. It should have never left me off a bad bougie. <laughs> Fuck it. It's Labor Day, bro. Fuck it. Um, man, it is episode 152. 152. 152. God yeah. damn. Here we are, bro. Yeah. I feel like everything's just the aftermath of 150. <laughs> That cluster, that that wonderful, hilarious, entertaining clusterfuck, yeah. man. Um, uh, shout out to the, shout out to the day ones, the old school listeners. Shout out to the new listeners. What the fuck are y'all doing here, man? What the fuck are y'all doing here? Y'all got to be exhausted at this point. And it's five minutes in, bro. It's yeah. five minutes in. I feel bad for a new listener. Um. Cause they got the foolishness and fuckery right off the <laughs> just right off the top, nigga. Um, shout out to uh, let's see, um, happy oh happy birthday to one of our longtime listeners, uh, Kanji Sin. Hey, um, what go down? Uh, I would have. I was just this weekend. I was just drunk enough and feeling myself just enough that I would have gladly crashed whatever whatever birthday festivities you were at. But I feel like I would have been out of place. I like I never like my gay friends. I never I never they have a good time. Gay people have a good time, and I've been trying to convince straight niggas of this for a long time. But I never crash their shit because I always feel like I'm gonna stand out. Nigga, be like, what? What is the fuck is she bringing the straights here for? Mm. The fuck is she bringing the straights here for? We're trying to have a good time, bro. I mean, you know, we already got boozy fucking it up for everybody. I mean, I just feel like I, I just feel like one bad apple is about to spoil a bunch, and now we're not going to be able to get in on any of the good gay shit. I, you know, that's that's because y'all y'all care about what boozy thinks. Yeah, that's true too. I don't. I barely know who that is. <laughs> I just Uh-oh. know that nigga is like at thirteen percent life force remaining. <laughs> This nigga's soul ratio is reaching critical levels. Like, 
that why his eyes always red? That's what I'm saying, man. Like it looks like the the, the life is being sucked <laughs> out of his body. Um. So yeah, happy birthday to you. I hope you're having a good time. Uh, I hope you're having a good time out there, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, and whoever you're doing it with. Um. God bless you. Thank you for. She might be at home chilling. She might. Be, she could very well be at home chilling. Um, that's, I think that's what the age range we appeal to anyway. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's 50-50. Niggas who could go somewhere but just choose to stay home <laughs> instead. Or just fell asleep. That's our, yeah. <laughs> that's our target demographic. <laughs> Sat on the couch and stayed there. Niggas who are liable to follow, who are, who are just as liable to fall asleep before the event <laughs> as they are after or sometimes at the event. Yeah. Gotta take a 5 p.m. nap before you head out. You know what I'm saying? You go to the car to take a quick nap. You back at it, nigga. Everybody done that shit. Shit, I've fallen asleep in the club before. <laughs> I did definitely fall asleep at a alley cat once. I'm not ashamed to say it. Um, let's see. Episode 152. We getting out there. Um, want to start off sending flowers. Um. Oh, I I had at least two people. I definitely want to send flowers to Kid Cudi. Interesting. So, Kid Cudi, no matter what you think of his music, recently he was um, Lil Nas X was on was on the the Twitters talking shit about how a lot of these rap niggas wouldn't do a song with him, or I you know, because he's too gay for them, which is probably true of a lot of these rap niggas. Kid Cudi jumped out there and said, "Nigga, fuck the bullshit. I'll do a song with your ass frolicking in a fucking in, in a fucking field with a dress on, nigga. Fuck out of here." Um, and to be honest, that's the way it should be. But I feel like I feel like this is and I feel like this is a good time for Kid Cudi to be on brand because. I always call him the Bernie Sanders of hip hop because Bernie Sanders for a lot of his political career has been very consistent. Mm -hmm. Fuck these banks. uh, Fuck capitalism. This shit is eroding our system. He said the same thing over and over for most of his career. Kid Cudi for most of his career has been about, yo, we need to burn down a lot of these systems that are degrading hip hop that hip-hop promotes, we need to be burning down a lot of these systems that we perpetuate. Yep. And one and, and a, one of them is homophobia and misogyny. And this was a good time to remind people of his brand, and it was a good, pe- it was a good time to remind people that this bullshit getting out of control because I feel like I feel like Boozy is being given the microphone has been given the microphone on this particular subject a little too long, and we haven't had any representation that strong on the other side of it. Right. Um, and Kid Cudi would definitely be the nigga to, to jump out there shamelessly, um, because I feel like Lil Nas X, Lil Nas X gets a lot of shit that niggas like Tyler don't get. Mm. Boozy ain't starting no shit with Tyler. Well, also, you know, I mean, Lil Nas X does kind of take the shock value to to a level that the other ones are not currently doing as well. But I I, I agree with you. But even for the most part. well, and, and, and but even then, he takes that shock value because 
that's not happening in a vacuum either. Right. He's giving the shock value to raging against homophobia that a lot of rap niggas put into homophobia in the first place. True. So I think it's one of these things where um, I feel like Lil Nas X is a Rorschach drawing. That you get what that you get whatever you whatever energy you put into it. That's true. But I mean, yeah, I mean, if you, if you're if you're more prone to like just completely latent homophobia, then yes, you're going to react to it. If you're a person of a more reasonable and accepting mind, you're like, okay, this is, you know, we we see it for what it is, whether it's art or or trolling or right. just just fucking with niggas that are lately homophobic. And make no mistake. Trolling can be an art form too. There is a there is a there is an artisticness in trolling. Yeah. Um, I think Lil Nas X definitely tries to blur those lines. Um, so big shout out to so big shout out to Cuddy for standing with him. Uh, big shout out to Lil Nas X for staying on these niggas' asses, man. I, look. I, <laughs> I can't celebrate Lizzo for telling these for telling these fat phobic motherfuckers to suck a dick. Yeah, and not celebrate Lil Nas X um, for telling them to watch him suck a dick. <laughs> I, I guess. By the way, I'd like to inform you, in case you didn't know, um, I guess Cardi B gave birth to a child. Hey, with, hit her with the air horns. I think this was. It said nine four twenty one, so I guess this happened Saturday. I did not know that. All right. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, they have Louis Vuitton sheets in the hospital. Okay. Just like, just like. Me. Oh, maybe it's her. Maybe it's her daughter's birthday. No, it's it's. Oh, it's, that's the, oh, that's the one. Yeah, I know her daughter had a birthday. Recently. It said nine four twenty one. So okay, I, I assume that this was. This was a birth that just happened. Okay, definitely hit them with the air horns there. Good for y'all. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, oh, and not for nothing. Before I go into humans and shit, not for nothing. But I see a lot of you niggas on this on this little Nas X train okay. because you don't know who this is, Randall Suki Hana. Man. No, I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to be very surprised. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm about to send him because I, I think I, I think he needs to see us to understand what I'm talking okay. about. Suki Hana um, from uh, Love and Hip Hop fame, among other things. I definitely don't know that person. Then I mean, she's she's famous in her own right for, from social media, but Love and Hip Hop is definitely giving her the same a similar boost to what happened with Cardi. Um, Suki Hana just dropped a video called Everywhere. Um, you, well, the, the, the radio edit will be everywhere. Mm. Uh, it's called Pussy Everywhere. Okay. And. Everywhere? Sir. Everywhere. Uh, everywhere. And it would be. A understatement to say that Sukihana's video has surpassed Tip Drill. Oh, an understatement. They got, they got like a QR code in the ass instead of a. Oh no! Okay. Oh no! They no no no! They're not playing coy anymore. 
it is a video. It is it, it is three minutes of as much of women eating each other out, eating each other's asses. Okay. And twerking while doing while doing some of the aforementioned as humanly possible. It is porn. It's porn. And nobody has said shit about it harming the children, about it damaging the children. This shouldn't be allowed to be out there. Y'all ain't had none of that same energy that y'all have for Lil Nas X doing butt naked choreography. Sukihana, cookie everywhere. Oh, it's right on it's right on her Twitter. Um they can't keep it up nowhere else. I just texted it to you. And y'all ain't had the same energy for Suki that y'all have for Lil for uh Lil Nas X. I wonder why. The very first shot is a set of breasts. Oh yeah. It, it gets worse. So just know that niggas, I see y'all. I see y'all. Why are all these women unconscious? <laughs> it's the aftermath. Ah, they okay. start off with the aftermath, and they tell you how they got there. Okay. Um, yeah. Well. So having said that. It does look like they are exerting themselves. <laughs> <laughs> um, going into humans ain't shit. Sometimes on the internet, you niggas make the rounds with the dumbest shit. The dumbest shit, the dumbest arguments on the internet make the rounds Several times over for no reason. How many takes did they have to do standing on their heads? That's a lot of physical exertion. I, I'm sorry. Keep going. You know, y'all just got through doing the who serves who a plate, who gets their plate first bullshit. Y'all just, now y'all going back to maybe the dumbest argument, the dumbest debate I've ever heard on the internet. Who is this one guy in the video? <laughs> and not the pool boy. Oh, the pool boy gets some too. I'm sure. Is that a uh, who, who was that? Who was old dude we were talking about a few weeks back? <laughs> that was on the show. <laughs> who? Um. Uh. Roy. What was? What are you talking about? The 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 one dude the the stripper dude that everybody was jocking. Oh, Bolo. Yeah. No. no. Okay. So no, this is actual porn. I see now. <laughs> this is. Actual porn. That's actual. They were sucking that man's dick through the shorts. Now, you're right. I'm sorry. If, and I apologize if this sounds chauvinistic, but if a dude made this video, people would be up in arms about it. They, I'm sorry. You were saying humans ain't shit. And one of the dumbest arguments on the internet of all time has to be if you had a choice, would you have dinner with Jay-Z or would you take $500,000? Um, and the idea is supposed to be that niggas would sit down with Jay-Z because there would be more value in getting knowledge from, how J- from Jay-Z and how Jay-Z became rich than there would be in taking a $500,000 bag, half a million dollars. This is the dumbest debate I've ever heard on the, in the history of the internet. 
all the comments to that video are porn <laughs> gifs. Okay. Uh, so, first of all, take the money. <laughs> Fuck Jay-Z. Give me the money. Assuming this, let, let's, let's make sure it's 500K after taxes also. That's give me one, the money. That's one thing. Even after taxes, give me the money. Yeah, just give, give me the money. Cause, because, listen, first of all, <clears throat> there's just because you're having dinner with Jay Z doesn't mean there's any guarantee that Jay Z is going to give up all of his ma- all the secrets of his success if there are any. He's been giving up all his secrets: sell drugs, launder the money to make music, <laughs> and take advantage of people. <laughs> ding, ding. Oh, so the Puffy plan, right? Okay, got you, got you, got you. Got Except you. Puffy did it better. <laughs> <laughs> Cause them niggas don't say shit afterwards. Nope. Uh, if you see them again, he's usually he is usually pimping them out for another for another tour. I ain't never seen nobody pimp new edition like this, mm. except Puff. Mm. You don't hear them say nothing about that Bad Boy album. Nope. Uh, or excuse me, uh, Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike. <laughs> Johnny Gill ran. Johnny Gill took the name and ran. Yes. That is hilarious. As far as he could. Um, so the Jay Z versus five hundred thousand dollars argument is stupid. One, like I said, there's no guarantee that he's gonna that he's gonna uh, give you the magic key. There's no guarantee. If you think there's some magic key that he hasn't already given up in numerous interviews, in his book, in whatever. There's no guarantee he's going to give it up to you then just because you're having dinner with him. Right. Because oh. by that logic, everyone who has ever broken bread with Jay-Z either is a millionaire or is on their way to be a millionaire, and I don't believe that to be the case. There's a lot of niggas that Rock Nation Brunch will never hear from again. Hit boy. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure Jay-Z, if sitting across from you at dinner, would be like, uh, nigga, you should have took the 500000 <laughs> Right, first of all. Why are you sitting here? The steak ain't even on point, my nigga. <laughs> this bub ass steak forty eight, nigga. And by the way, I ain't paying for lunch. You. Are. <laughs> <laughs> shit, you called me here. Oh shit! And second, it, there is nothing to my mind that makes me believe that anything Jay Z would have to say to or about success. It would be any different from any of the hundred thousand self-help success books you can find in any bookstore for twenty bucks. Sell drugs, launder the money, get people who know how to move money to move money for you. Three. If Jay Z is smart, if Jay Z is as self-aware as he would like us to believe he is. Judging by his dreads, he's not. Go ahead. <laughs> if he is as self-aware as he would lead us to believe he is. His dreads look like I, trash, right? Yeah, no, that ain't it. I believe. You're just starting off in your twist, man. Don't 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 follow the Jay-Z. No, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not going there. No, fuck that. Sorry. Um, See, the difference is Jay-Z already has the pussy. Or does it have him? Uh, I'd I'd let it have me. Beyonce, Giselle, Knowles, Carter, like, like thick, th- three kids in. Beyonce, Giselle, Knowles, Carter, 
I'd let that pussy have me. Do you think she's allowing him to have it? Because remember, the price went up. The price did go up. For him a long time ago. That is true. That is true. The price has gone up. He made a whole album about it. Yeah, and he made and, and he got an album made about him fucking it up. And he hasn't done anything since. Yeah. Last time we saw him, he was following her around. Yeah. She was leading him by the hand. This is true. This is true. Sorry, continue, please. This is true. I I have conspiracy theories. I think we both have conspiracy theories about that, but that isn't that's Patreon shit. <laughs> um but if he's as self-aware as I believe that he wants us to believe he is, I feel like the best advice he would give about the key to success would be luck. Sure. That's the thing that nobody because that's the thing that nobody ever wants to talk about when it comes to success. Is is how a big factor in it is luck. And Biggie dying. Yes. Ooh. Oh. Uh-oh. Oh. Oh, oh no. <laughs> this is what they signed up for. <laughs> the truth. Oh, oh, shit. Where did Suki Hana get her name from? I have no idea. Okay. I have no idea, actually. Uh, I don't even know what her government name actually is. Um, she wild, though. She's exactly as wild as that video uh, suggests. Okay. Um, you didn't even hear the song. I, I don't want to. <laughs> I I kind of I kind of know what it's about. <laughs> um, it's not like it's not like there's a spoiler alert. In there, well, right? right, right, of course. Um, but I just something about the the Jay Z. It's something about any debate with Jay Z just mm-hmm. brings out the narcissist and the 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 LLC people and the rise and grind people. To make themselves sound way more important than they actually are. Right. When a lot of what su- attributes itself to success is just being prepared for a lucky moment. Being prepared, being ready for a lucky moment. It's not a it's not about how you pimped yourself out to get to the party. Like in the like in the movies to get to the party to get close to the dude on the way up with the hot single to get him and his people to hear your shit. It's about you having it's about you being prepared and having the best song and having the best production you can when that nigga comes through the studio and passes by and hears your shit. I think for I ain't never like I'm I'm just saying I'm 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 gonna let you cook. I just I've never heard of real life where these things that 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 people hustle toward getting people's attention on the internet actually bears any fruit. Well, it it underscores the fact that most people who claim to be business oriented don't truly have business sense or have a business plan. Their plan for getting rich is to be adjacent to rich people. Which that's, is dumb. That's it. That for, for a lot of these dudes who are like, man, I know Jay-Z can sit me down and put me on game. He's not going to tell you anything that's not already out there. You just want to be adjacent to wealthy people and, and hope that you'll somehow get the virus and, and catch, catch wealth like you niggas are catching Delta right now. <laughs> and, and, and make no mistake, you niggas are catching Delta. Yeah. 
So, and, and, that, and I've seen that business plan happen for, for years now, where people talk more about who they're in the room with than what they're capable of doing themselves. Than what they actually have to offer. So what do you do, sir? I'm a CEO. What does that mean? I'm an entrepreneur. Okay. I've but, been associated with this person, this person, and this person. Yes. What do you do? You know, I, 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 I do business. Okay. I do business with this person and this person and this person. Yes. Thank you. Goodbye. Right. What the fuck is a brand ambassador? No one has given me a straight answer ever. Uh, I mean, a, a person who gets paid to peddle brands. That's the pedal. That is the that is the key word. I'm there. trying to be a brand ambassador for Nike. I'm trying to be a social media consultant. <laughs> what the fuck? And it it's, and it angers me because people keep telling me that. Millennials are the ones who are opening these doors. I don't know what the fuck any of my other millennials are talking about. What the fuck is a social media consultant? What do you do to qualify for that job? What creditations do you have to acquire to qualify for that job? You use your connections to inflate people's social media numbers and you tell them that it's happening because you're increasing their engagement and giving them the right hashtags. Oh, so a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. I mean, okay. any, anytime I've had to, anytime I've dealt with people who are like, I'm a social media consultant, you know, my job is to give you more exposure. They just use their Rolodex of people and say, here, just follow this person. Look, there's engagement. Search engine optimization. I hate these people. Hashtags. I hate these people. I hate these, people just getting jobs for nothing. That's what, that's what drives me crazy. People just getting jobs for what they say they can do versus what they've been proven to have training in doing. It upsets me so bad. Um, and that's the people that have the stupid ass Jay-Z versus $500,000 argument. Because it because now people have be, have become... The other side of people coming out of the pandemic learning that capitalism is bullshit is that now... People have come out of the other side thinking that capitalism is some abstract thing that you can that you can move and shape and make people believe it is what it isn't at your will. It's like it's like the Wolf of Wall Street when Matthew McConaughey was telling was was telling uh, Leonardo DiCaprio the trick of Wall Street is to keep the thing not being real. Yeah. Because the minute they cash it out, there's, there goes your power. Mm -hmm. And to keep it being an abstract thing that they can take and put into the next thing. And that keeps, that keeps Matthew McConaughey rich and not the person because they keep putting the, they keep putting that value into a new thing. Yeah. And I, <sighs> You got to keep moving the goalposts. You have to keep moving the goalposts. Correct. I wonder if those young ladies in the Sukihana video know about what's going on in Texas. <laughs> and they are just taking ownership of their bodies. I think I, that's what's happening. I think that's a protest. I think that's what's happening. I think Sukihana is currently protesting. Um, is currently protesting anti-abortion laws. That would make sense. I support Sukihana. 
Song of the week. <laughs> Song of the week is Sukihana. <laughs> I feel like the rest of this episode is going to be somehow us trying to rationalize uh, what we saw in that Sukihana video. Can't. It's just. <laughs> You can't any more than you can tip drill. I, I mean, you you gave an accurate description. It was yeah. she has surpassed tip drill. Yes, I mean blatantly. They were sucking that man's dick through his shorts. Song of the week. Um, I realize I this is a nigga that I actually like. Uh, that we I've never played any Brent Fiaz, and since it's Labor Day. Last day of Labor Day weekend, um, the last three day weekend of the summer, um, and uh, a certain a certain light skinned rapper has <laughs> come back onto the scene. Mm. It felt like a good time to play this to play this joint that I feel like got overlooked. Um, Should have been a single somewhere. Should I mean should really be getting more attention than it is. This is Brent Fiaz, um, produced by the Neptunes, mm. featuring Drake mm. with Wasting Time. Get that going. It's not going. I don't know why. Oh, there it is. Mm. So pour yourself something, get comfortable. We're gonna have a good show. We'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go. You can't even sit in peace. Cause all of these niggas be on you. I'm just saying I can be. Yeah. The one that you call and you talk to, girl. I'll share my world with you. If you wanna waste your time. If you gonna Who's giving you time, all you need Don't waste your time with me You could have all the space All that you need It's no pressure If they got time to
stainless You'll be fine, I'll be painless, yeah All I'm drinking is champagne All you want is the same thing Yeah the 10,000 building, get your ass an apartment, put you inside a G-Class, that's just a starter kit. Plenty things count in life, but none of them is a thought of it. New piece around my neck, his chess games, cause shorty stay with calculating moves like Beth Harmon. Swear I'm more purple rain prince than Prince Charming. Disappointment, I stay expecting it. The pessimist gold medalist flush the magnums just so they not collecting my specimens, damn. The way she would poppy, man, you would think she's a veteran on remembrance. Cleaning ladies sweep the room daily for all the evidence of everything I ever did. Do they have a pool there? Do they have a gym there? You used to do skincare, but now you do swimwear. Your ex-roommate got a condo that's downtown, but she got no furniture in her crib. I've been there. Checkmate, even though you hate that I even check, I still get an E for effort. Only time I played it back and forth is a Leah record. If I let you talk first and nobody is speaking second. Fluent and passive aggression, that's why you acting dismissive. Hearing me out for once will require you actually listen. Damn. The boy is back, I never turn my back I just slapped them, so now all that they see is my back Say that damn Maybach bands with me in the back When I wasn't accurate, I still couldn't clean up my act Whenever I tell the truth, you feel like you being attacked But that come with being attached, so how about we leave it at that? If you're gonna waste your time Then waste your time with me You can have all the space If they got time to waste, waste it with me. And that was Wasting Time, Brent Fias featuring Drake, produced by the Neptunes. Trizzy. He crashed that shit. He did. He did. He, he, he crashed that shit. And not only did he crash that shit, he did the thing that I like that, I like that rappers do where they go just beyond their, their, the usual allotted, like, oh, yeah. 36 or what, like 36 or 48 bars. Usually it's 16, but, you know, Drake. Appear to have done like a, a thirty-two, a hot thirty-two. Boys, uh, yeah, he crashed that shit. He told the girl, <laughs> "Your girl might have a nice house, ain't no furniture in that bitch." Trust me, I know. <laughs> if you listen to this podcast long enough, you know how I feel about women with no furniture. <laughs> what she did not have. <laughs> You know what? We have to find that. We have to find that and put that up as a solo clip. That has to. We have to put that on the social media. I gotta. Yeah. We had. They have to see how far along this podcast has come. Our first. I think it was our first ever commercial that we had ever done <laughs> for what is a now defunct uh, Houston Furniture House. 
Um, I basically to sell the idea of young black people investing in furniture. I told the story about the fir- about the first time I fucked a woman in her in her apartment that did not have a bed or a couch <laughs> <laughs> or chairs. <laughs> she had a pallet. Failed. She had a mattress topper, fam. Like, <laughs> and she only had the mattress topper specifically to get to talk me into staying the night. She lived like a like a half a block away from a Walmart. So we went to a Walmart, and she bought. I thought she was picking up a bed set that she had purchased that she was picking up at the location. Which is why she needed me to help her move it in. And they handed her a box. And she said, thank you. And I said, are they going to load the rest of it into your car? And she said, rest of what? And I said, the rest of your bed. That you bought and paid for out of this motherfucker. She said, no, I'm just getting the topper. And a comforter set. (laughs) And I said, to house who? What kind of slumlord shit is this? And sure enough, she thought I was going to spend the night. She thought I was going to spend the night. She was going to give me some pussy. Now, to be fair. There's no fair. <laughs> to her credit, I did, in fact, I did, in fact, spend the night. <laughs> the price of the uterus just went up. <laughs> Once again. Oh, shit. It was awkward. It was anybody that's known me long enough that knew me around that time. Fam, it was, it, that was, that was some shit. That was, that was some oddball shit. One thing that women know about men is that men will do anything if there is the promise of vagina at the end of it. This is true. This is especially, oh, man, especially around that age. Fam. It took nothing. Like, <laughs> I because my in my head, my plan, my plan is always to not stay the night, but to stay enough of the night. To where it doesn't feel awkward. To where it's not weird when I leave. <laughs> and you're going to be half asleep anyway. You're just going to say, okay, I'll lock the door. You're counting to like 100 and shit. Fam. I I set an alarm. Like, I set my silent alarm on my phone <laughs> to wake me up. And I'd be out, and I I know I'm not staying. Spent on a fucking mattress topper. She got a dog. She got a big-ass dog, too. Yeah, he was right there with y'all. At the foot of the fucking mattress topper. When you gonna leave? <laughs> Nigga, yeah, I'm still here. You were sleeping in his spot. I saw the whole. I saw the whole thing. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> the dog even... don't understand. The dog thought they were coming home with a bed for him. <laughs> shit. Uh, Boy, I tell you, shout yeah. shout out to her. She don't listen to this if podcast. We, if we want to change anything in this world, women, y'all gonna have to start withholding. <laughs> but I'm not gonna talk about that yet. 
not going to talk about it yet. Uh, so, you know we have to do a special episode of Drake Watch. <sighs> Baby. You know... Certified Lover Boy is upon us. We are living in the time. Finally. Of Certified Lover Boy. Light skin season has returned. <laughs> um, so I stayed up till I stayed up till midnight. Well, I was up. I'll put it that way. I was up. I was gonna be up. I looked up from writing and it was like eleven it was like it was like twelve fifteen, twelve thirty, something like that. And before bed, I went on and put on Certified Lover Boy. And they start off with it was something like Certified Lover Boy poetry or some shit. Champagne poetry, sir. Champagne poetry. That's right. what it was. Let's get it right. You got um, to make it sound as simpish as possible. Very simpish. Champagne poetry. Um. Which was a nice little intro, and I understand what they were doing there. And I even i i enjoyed the sample, um, but it didn't i it didn't feel like something that was preparing me for what was to come. Because <laughs> it's like twenty one songs or something, something like that. Yeah, yeah, like twenty twenty one songs, that, which is a lot nowadays. It's not twenty seven, thankfully. It's not twenty seven, and and the difference is noticeable. Um. Not to everyone, but the difference was noticeable to me. So, what did I notice about Certified Lover Boy? I noticed he was accomplishing a lot of things. And he does this even at his big age. He was connecting to the niggas that just wanted something to ride to for the summer. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. If you, see, if, if you, catch, your, if you catch your nigga on FaceTime... Really, even your woman. If you catch your significant other on FaceTime or if you catch them on the phone and they riding around and they playing this shit, they are either they are either cheating or on the way to the cheat. <laughs> let me just let me, let me be clear there. In my case, I was on the way to work. This thing was on the way to work. This, thing is, this, this happily married man was on the way to work. I <clears throat> I too was on the way to work because this is where I, this is where it got my second and third spin. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, for the remainder of the summer and most of the fall, bec- and, and a lot of the fall because uh, homecoming season is upon us. Apparently, cuffing season is about to begin as well. All that shit for for the months of September and October. If you hear this shit and your nigga shit. And he on the phone talking about what, what you're doing after this. He's on the way to either fuck you or cheat. One or the other. That's all you get. That's certified lover boy. This is some shit that niggas cheat to. Um, a lot of people got very excited. A lot of Houston niggas got very excited because they know this is a because they know uh, the strip club district is a second home to Drake here. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, he definitely shouted, shouted Houston out. And he wanted us to know that yeah. Houston, is, that he has been out, not just in the strip club, he has been outside yeah. in Houston. He has been outside. He gave us a song called TSU, which was basically him knocking down a chick that he imagines went to TSU, <laughs> uh, which in my mind, I... 
I'm not gonna lie to you. I I had a chick in my head that this fit the description, and I'm pretty sure I know her. If it, 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 was, it was probably her, it was most likely her. She most likely stayed in Tier Western back in the day. I I'm pretty sure I knew who this was. I'm just talking shit. But if 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 there was gonna be a chick from my day in TSU that knocked down that goes that goes on to knock down Drake, it would be this one. Uh, or to make herself available. The one after that. What's after? What's after TSU? In too deep. In too deep. That's my bam, 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 That's bam, my bam. shit. Bam, bam. That nigga <laughs> sampled the project. What the project? Pat? No, that was a uh, Bun B. Bun get, B. Get throat. Actually, he didn't sample it. Fun fact: Mr. Lee, who originally produced that song, produced this one. He basically took the session from Get Throat and just slowed it down. He did that. <laughs> that shit came in hard. He did that. He, 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 shit. That nigga, that shit was hard. That nigga came through. Um, Kept the Galleria open till 10. Mm. You and your friends. Y'all know about that. Know how I spend. What time the Galleria closed, y'all? In H-O-U-S-T-O-N. Bet you don't know. If you don't know what time the Galleria closed, you wasn't outside. You weren't outside. You're not outside now. I'm actually asking because I haven't been to the Galleria in about 15 years. Like seven. Okay. Like, that sounds about right. <laughs> it's just, it's like it was, seven or eight o'clock, yeah, something I like that. it was going to be like around eight o'clock and stuff like that. Yeah. I haven't been in a very long time, so I was just trying to uh, ask on the low without really asking. Yeah. Gallery, yeah. Kept the Galleria open till 10. Mm. You and your friends know how I spend in H-O-U-S-T-O-N. Mm-hmm. Bars. Knowing if I was one of the employees in one of them stores. Be mad to the motherfucker. Can you go home? <laughs> Your manager coming up to you. Oh, it's, uh, I know that. I know that you. You know. I know that you were. You, you, you were. You were going home a little early today to have dinner with your family. Um, we're gonna stick. You mind sticking around until ten o'clock? Well, the re- so he would have fucked up because he'd have been sitting there asking me at five, asking me at four fifty nine. I've got my, I have already, I've already <laughs> logged in. Mm-mm. I've already logged into the timesheet, and I'm just waiting to push this enter button. <laughs> Wait for it. Wait for it. Uh, no. <laughs> have fun. Have fun. Take a picture. We just need one person to stay. If you, if you just, just, just for maybe, maybe about a half hour or so. Shit. I'll pay you double over time. Clocking back in. And then your ass is there for another three hours. And then you have, and then you there for three hours. Cause, uh, Drake taking selfies with these bitches. Yeah. <laughs> Who ain't bought shit. Worse. He got you taking a photo for him. <laughs> Hey bro, you mind? Hey man, thanks man. Hey man, let me hey let me let me let me get a picture. Let me get a picture, boss. Hey, I'm, I'm good, man. Nah, I'm good, bro. Yeah, man. I'm um, good, bro. Good looking out though, bro. Good looking out, man. <laughs> hey man. Knock that part out of his head. <laughs> um I t- and I told you, I told you I wanted that Drake from this. The the part in his head, Drake. Yeah. The fuck, see, the fuck niggatry has not reached its apex until <laughs> Six God has the little heart part. Yeah. 
that's when that's where all that's where the source of his power is. In that little part, every every nigga, every fuck nigga has a source of their power. Future, it's probably it's probably the lean. Future doesn't future doesn't meet his height of fuck niggatry until the lean gets involved. Drake, he gotta have a part. He gotta have a part and he gotta have a fresh and he gotta have a fresh Nike jumper. Nah, I, I think Future just has to have an X. <laughs> like X's fuel his pettiness. I think it's like I, I think it's like when Goku just starts just staying on Super Saiyan after a while. Yeah. I I don't think I don't think his, Future's fuck niggatry has to be activated anymore. Like he's just because he's he's too fertile. He's too fertile. He's he's now getting women pregnant by touch. Mm. It's like Hannibal Lecter. They have to they they have to put the they have to put the little muzzle and all that shit on him, and they have to have the little metal bars to walk him through public areas so he don't touch bitches. He just gets women pregnant by touch now. Yes. It's osmosis. Sounds about right. Um, Future, who was also on this album, he was on Into Deep. He was on the joint with the, uh, uh, who was it? Uh, the the young nigga I don't know. Um, they did the video. Little Dirk, Little Dirk, maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe it was, it was one of these young niggas that I don't know and have never probably listened to outside of this. Oh no no no, Young Thug, Young she, Thug, was, there you the go. way too sexy song. My yeah, yeah 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 yeah. Kawhi Leonard was in the video looking awkward. They know and, and they and I and I. A lot of people were like just listening to it off the album that it was a miss. But sometimes you have to listen to these to these songs in the way they were intended. They recorded that song knowing they were going to do a cornball video like yeah. that. For a lot of people Fair Trade was their favorite song. Fair yeah. Trade was a good song. The one with Travis Scott. Uh say lost friends but gained peace. Sounds like a fair trade to me. It's a good sentiment. A very good sentiment. We're gonna see that. We're gonna see that meme quite often. Nothing about Travis Scott's verse said any of that though. But uh, I understand. Makes sense. I actually I liked this album. I really did. I did. I enjoyed it. And a lot of the criticism it got felt unfair to me in that they were like, "Oh, well, it's just Drake doing the same shit." When has Drake not <laughs> given us the same shit? When is your favorite artist not giving us the same shit? Like if it's what happened to if it's not broke don't fix it. Drake doesn't fix it, and Drake is not out to. Drake is not out to break ground. Let me put it that way. Drake is out to do. Drake knows he does a thing that nobody else does quite like him, and he just keeps doing that thing, and yep. that's okay. Yep. There is there is something to be said about being consistently dope. Michael Jordan can give you this. Michael Jordan was giving you the same free throw. <laughs> the same jumper. That shit hit every time. I'm, I'm, Jordan would tell you the key to his success was consistency. That's it. And, and, and my thing is no other facet and no other craft do we ding on people for giving us consistency and quality. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if I show up to work every day on time, you're not going to get tired of me showing up to work every day on time. 
You're not gonna get tired of me giving the set, giving the same good performance that I give at work. You're gonna give me a fuck if I if I'm consistently doing it for years. You're gonna keep giving me a fucking raise yep. until you in, until you're paying me all you can pay me. Drake is giving a and and Damon Young um, from uh, the Root said this more uh, more eloquently than I can that, that Drake by choice focuses on accessibility. Mm-hmm. Focuses on accessibility and being catchy. And with that comes an element of disposability. Drake knows this. And Drake is fine with it. Because y'all going to keep listening to it. Yep. Even the people that hate on this shit, have li- they, they hate it after listening to it three or four times. Yeah. Like, and my thing is, it's okay. Like, for me, I don't need some shit to break new ground. I don't need some shit to change the landscape of the game or whatever. Music writers need that. Rap writers need that. Rap journalists need that. And that's okay. That's fine. I, a regular nigga, just need the shit to slap. And it slapped. That's it. That's all I need is for some shit to slap. I, I don't understand where we, we got to a point where something isn't changing the game forever. It's bad. Or it's mid. Or when mid became bad. Well, it's also a side effect of people always making comparisons. It's a side effect of people always wanting to know who the greatest at something is when that has no bearing on your enjoyment of something whatsoever. And, Correct. And then the whole time when people are comparing his upcoming release to whatever Kanye is releasing, you know, which one is the greatest, which one is the goat. It, it really doesn't matter because all that matters is when you listen to whatever you listen to, you either like it or you don't. Exactly. Their greatness has nothing to do with your listening enjoyment. Did it project. slap? Did it slap for you? Me? Yeah. Oh, See, yeah. that's what counts. I was it co- slapped. I was quoting that shit all day at work and annoying people. Agreed. I, I was walking around my house all weekend you know how I spend in H-O-U-S-T-O-N all weekend. Yeah. It'll be all right. Um, I was, there were some songs that got left off that I was surprised got left off. But he also, I know he wanted to surprise us and give us something that we had not heard. Yep. I was surprised that he left off uh, Laugh Now, Cry Later. Well. Because that seemed, at the time when he dropped it, it made it seem like that was going to be the headliner. That was also like a year ago. Also true. Yeah, I mean, that's true. He doesn't need that song to sell the album anymore. He didn't need Tusi Slide to sell the album. And when you right, and when you push the album and when you push the album back far enough, at some point you're working on it and you have to kind of you almost have to update it and you mm-hmm. almost have to it becomes a different project eventually right. than what was originally intended. See, Jay-Z wouldn't tell y'all that. Jay-Z wouldn't tell y'all that. Mm-hmm. Jay-Z was also on this album. He was. And, um, and one of the better verses I've heard him do in a while. I I have to say I was impressed. I was impressed because he had to make up um, that black entrepreneur shit to me. <laughs> that bullshit. Y'all remember that shit. Y'all were so hyped when it came out uh, and you heard it and we never heard about it again. Was that a $500,000 verse, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what he's going to talk to y'all about when y'all sit down with him. You can be like, damn. 
hey, is there any way I can get that check down? <laughs> the person going to be like, nah, bro. You said you want to sit down with Jay-Z. I have a question for the heads. If any heads listen to this, I want them to answer. And y'all know the heads I'm talking about. The insufferable ones. I don't think any of the insufferable heads listen to this podcast, but I'm curious about something. Do y'all do y'all smile ever? Do y'all dance? Do y'all enjoy things? Like, I understand being a scholar of the form. But like, when y'all go out... Do y'all consider women coming to the spot? Because I've said this before on this podcast. The easiest way in the world to dry a woman's pussy up is to start talking that hip-hop head shit. When y'all start talking about that niggas breaking down the Pythagorean theorem and they shit, go ahead and just count on not taking any of those women in the vicinity home. Go ahead. Just, just know that they have disregard. They have now disregarded you. They are going over to the DJ booth to ask the DJ politely to turn this to to turn this black thought shit off. <laughs> what feel, the fuck are you playing? I feel attacked. <laughs> I'm just saying, like the heads, the heads always act like there is no value in accessibility. And disposability, and most of them come from a generation where there was tons of disposable music. But the same heads, because this is my generation, the same heads, when they're up in the spot, they, 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 they jam into the commercial shit too, to the shit that they rail against privately. They jam into that shit too. Right. So I, I ain't never seen a nigga say no. Baby Got Back didn't slap. Baby Got Back slapped. They wouldn't listen to it privately, but publicly. Publicly, they listen to that shit. They're watching to see if girls are bouncing their ass to it. So you like what the accessibility and disposability produces. 100%. But you can't acknowledge the skill the production level or the merit it takes to even get it to the venue in which you're in, you're reaping the benefits. If women would pop their pussy to Talib Kweli, it would make them happy. Women ain't popping their pussy to Talib Kweli. No, they are not. Especially, especially not in 2021. Talib Kweli has, has, spewed enough misogyny in a very short time back in 2020 to dry up any nearby pussy for the foreseeable future. I just I always I just I always wonder like because people talk a lot of shit about simp niggas and this and that. What is your plan? What is your plan? What is your plan to find a soulmate in the one in the one chick in five hundred that's sitting at home fucking with Jay Rue the Damager? 
They're going to sit at the shrine of the Black Madonna and wait for her. <laughs> I'm just saying. I just be wanting to know what their plan is. Like, because being beguiling or being gentle towards women seems to be the enemy of everything they stand for. I always want to know what the representation for y'all is. Like, what is your plan? How do you plan to catch that woman? Do you plan for her to just magically hear your ear for lyrical content? That was sexy the way he was breaking the way he was breaking down to pimp a butterfly. That's how I met your father, children. No. No. Every now and then you have to do something that women like. You know what women like? Recognizing their agency. You know what women like? You meeting them in the middle on some shit that they like. Be going, son. And they like you keeping that in mind in your playlist because your playlist says a lot about you. They also like shaking their ass. Be going, son. They love it. So I'll just leave it at that. They, you know, hey. I tell you what, you put nigga, you put on Rhyme Fest, and I'll put on Sukihana, and we'll meet in the middle and, and see where all and see where all the all the pussy popping is. Uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a that's a stark difference. <laughs> Look, after, after watching that Sukihana video, I I want to personally apologize if I have ever remotely objectified any woman. <laughs> Ever. Um, wow. Context. While we were playing the song of the week, Randall played the video again, but with the audio. So he could hear the, I'm using quote fingers here, lyrics <laughs> <laughs> to pussy everywhere. Wow. <laughs> Let me just say, any man that would have made that song would have been canceled. <laughs> So shout out to taking ownership of your agency. That's damn right. You damn right. God damn. <laughs> is that what we sound like? Uh, that's what it looks like is in our heads. Booty, 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 popping everywhere. Yeah. yeah. That's what we sound yeah. like. Okay. Yeah. I apologize. You remember BET Uncut. <clears throat> All that shit sounded like that. Yeah. And guess what? It wasn't mixed as good. I have a VHS, a PWA somewhere around here. Oh, shit. The original. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's also bad. On, on VHS? I bet yeah. it's horrible. It's terrible. Um, okay. Um, real quick before we move on. Rating out of 10 for a certified lover boy. I don't care. I like it. Exactly. I, that's my only Fuck. rating. Yeah. I like it. I'll, yeah. Okay. That's fair. Um, what else is going on? Naomi Osaka's taking a break from tennis. Shout out. Good for her. Air horns. Y'all fucked it up. Y'all didn't deserve her. Y'all didn't deserve her. Y'all blew it. 
She y'all, was she wasn't gonna let y'all do to her what y'all did to Serena. Not with <laughs> air horns. Air horns. Cause and I and I see this now. Um I saw a trailer for Will Smith playing Serena Williams' daddy. Fam, <laughs> uh. let me tell you something. This is the first time in a long time you will hear me blatantly agreeing with Amanda Seals. Wow. Serena Williams is the greatest athlete of a generation. Of a generation. A generation. A a era in history for sports. Not just the greatest woman, one of the greatest athletes that has ever walked the face of the fucking earth. Why, oh why, are we doing a movie about her father? Do you realize that's like doing a that, that's like doing a movie about uh, about Wonder Woman's daddy? Who gives a fuck? Damn. It's and like, yes, I know some of you niggas are gonna go. Well, depending on well, depending on the continuity, her father was a god. Shut the fuck up. Who gives a fuck? You have the and you have the greatest athlete of all time. More than willing to talk to you niggas. She's doing Subway commercials. She's not inaccessible. This isn't like we're talking about Beyonce. No offense to Beyonce who just celebrated a birthday. Happy birthday, Beyonce. Giselle knows Carter. Oh, that's right. Virgo season is here. Whatever that means. Okay. It is true. I have no idea what this fucking means. I am a Virgo. I have no idea what, what all that entails. Oh, you are. I am. Mm. One of these days somebody's going to explain to me. Mm. All my Virgo tendencies. Mm. Um, and so. What's your moon sign? Man. <laughs> bro, one of these days, you know what? One of these days, I'm going to tell y'all about the time a, a woman told me that she wouldn't fuck me until she saw my natal chart. Did is I explain that, this last week? Is that code for your penis? I wish. Okay. That, I, I didn't explain this on this podcast. I, I don't think so. She told me she wouldn't fuck me until she saw my natal chart. For those of you that are wondering what a natal chart is, a natal chart, you know how you, you know how, you know, you, you look at what your birthday is and that tells you where, what sign you are. This is like advanced astrology for, you know, people more gullible. And what happens is you, your natal chart takes what day what time you were born, and you get a whole bunch of shit like, like um, you're oh you you're a Virgo this, but your your sun is a is a Gemini, but your moon is this that and the third, and it tells you even more about you um, than the already bullshit horoscope would already have that you see in the paper. So in other words, she did you a favor because you knew at that time Man. that you did not want to smash anymore. What what's fucked up is I still wanted to smash because she I'm telling you she I'm telling you, she had a nigga ready to go. You sent that natal chart, didn't you? No, I didn't. I I didn't. I, I went home. Okay, I went home. The price of the uterus went down. The pr- <laughs> <laughs> Man, I and, I and the only reason and I'm not gonna lie to you, 
She could have had it. I I only went home because I didn't know how to figure out none of that shit. Because <laughs> I've never had to know what time specifically I was born. I was born sometime in the morning. Because you you know you're trying to you're trying to get in the mood and you're thinking about the third house in Jupiter and it's just like it just throws your whole game off. It's like damn. Yeah. That's too much fucking math. That's why I hate astrology. It's too much math in this shit. It's too much math and science that you niggas just made up. Can't stand you millennial niggas, man. Y'all like y'all just y'all on your fucking sage. Um Yeah. I, more to the point. Why why do we have a and, and and I feel like Naomi Osaka is not uninformed. I feel like she looks at these things and she questions these things right alongside us. She looks at the treatment of people like Lizzo and Sha'Carri Richardson and these famous black women that are not allowed to breathe, that are not allowed to be imperfect, that are not allowed any kind of room to be people. And she looks at her bank account Mm -hmm. and she looks at her accomplishments. Mm -hmm. This is someone who has already defeated the greatest athlete Walking the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. And she looked at y'all and said, I'm chilling. I don't need none of that shit. I'm chilling. I'm good. I'm good. You know what this is? For, for, for you geeks, this is kingdom come. This is kingdom come. This is, the, this is a, a comic book from the 90s when Superman looked at all you niggas on earth tripping and said, fuck it, I'm out of here. I'm out. I'm good. I'm going back. I'm going home. I'm going back to farming and minding my fucking business. Yep. Superman, the symbol of hope, the man who would never, ever give up on humanity, looked at you niggas acting out as you are and said, no. No, B, no. It ain't. The price just went up. Yeah. (laughs) And he was out. That's what Naomi Osaka has done. I pray to God that more of these women in prominent places get the bag and follow suit. Sha'Carri Richardson need to be out. Price is going up, y'all. Price needs to go up. Price needs to go up for several reasons that we will talk about a little later in this podcast. Sha'Carri Richardson need to be out. Lizzo got a couple of Lizzo need to get a couple of movies under her bag. A couple of these good guest spots. Yep. A couple of the, a couple of these good features. Drop one more album. Drop an EP. Drop an EP. Get that Grammy nod and get the fuck out of Dodge. And get the fuck out of Dodge. She just needs to stop fucking with y'all. It's lucky. Y'all are just lucky she wants it this badly. It's a few of these women need to get the fuck out of Dodge while they can. Cardi, get your kids the fuck out of here. They should not have to be born into the bullshit that you go through. Mm-mm. Not in the bullshit that you went through because you have, you have effectively secured their rescue from that on your part. They should not have to be born into the scrutiny um, that people like you in the industry go through. 
She's seeing this. Naomi Osaka is looking around seeing this and saying, fuck y'all. I know that's what happened. She looks at little shit like this, how black women are treated. Because black women all look at this shit and, conf and confer and just confirm, okay, just a quick check-in. Does no one still give a fuck about us? Mm. Confirmed. Confirmed. Okay, back to as you were. You know, YBN Cordray is like, so we, 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 we still good, right? We <laughs> I ain't got to go nowhere, do I? Nah, B, you good. You good, bro. Just, just keep collecting them royalties off that scissor feature. <laughs> um, you know, she looks at the shit. She looks at the shit. I look at the, like Normani. I was talking to Randall about this before, before we recorded. Normani just had a whole conversation about why she's not performing at the VMAs. Now, a lot of it was very kind of muddled in jargon and very made it very clear that there were things she couldn't discuss on air, but obviously there were a lot of industry politics that probably her team, that probably her label got caught up in that would just just made it not a good business deal to be at the VMAs, maybe. But Normani should be at the VMAs. And I'm not just saying that because she's Houston. I'm not just saying that because she's fine. I'm saying that because Normani, somebody on episode 150, I think it was Lala from Play No Games, who said that we don't really have a song of the summer. We have some songs of the summer. There just aren't strong candidates. Because if you take that, because if you take that WizKid joint featuring Tim's, yeah. that's a song of the summer. That was everywhere. And if I had to think of a song of that level that was everywhere, that all the choreographers got on their video, that all the TikTokers got on their video, I would think of Normani and Cardi doing Wildside. That caught everybody by surprise and reminded y'all that Normani been the one. And she's not doing anything, to my mind, that Chloe Bailey isn't doing. Although Chloe Bailey has a whole different team and a whole different mandate on yeah. her side. Well, when it comes to the, like, the VMAs, which are kind of like the ultra-popular awards, correct? there's only room for a certain number of people, you know, so to speak. And it, it's especially more constricted when you talk about women in hip-hop. They used right. to only allow one. Right. And right now they got, you could argue, like, Megan, Megan. And, and Cardi are probably the two to occupy that spot. Maybe Doja. Yeah, and maybe Doja. Um, I, And then that's not even including at the VMAs. They're, they're, already, shoe, they're already shoehorning. They're already spots that are promised to less talented non-black counterparts. You've already, because you got to fit in your Camila Cabello. You got to fit in your, I, I don't even, I don't even know what these chicks' names are. Yeah. It, it seems like all the non-black chicks are just singing and driving in cars. Yeah. Because I don't know none of their names, but they all just seem like they're singing about boys and driving in cars. And Camila Cabello is one. Um, so I guess, I guess when you take that logic, it's hard to fit Normani in the conversation. But even if we take her out of, even if we subtract that conversation, I feel like 
we're not talking about Normani enough. But then when she shows up somewhere, we're all like, okay. Mm-hmm. We she, weren't talking about her for a minute, and then she showed up do, uh, pushing uh, Fenty. And we were like, okay, Normani's out here. Okay, she's outside. But Normani is strong enough, ought to be out here. And, and, and there are a lot of factors that go into that. There are a lot of factors that go into that. The team, the, lab, the, the attention and care that the label is giving, there's a lot of that. But I can't be. But I can't imagine there are black women out there, industry adjacent, that see Normani giving it a hundred and ten, and not getting a hundred and ten back. And like I said, not doing anything to my mind that Chloe Bailey isn't doing. Although Chloe Bailey is on a trajectory to where she wants to not need the VMAs. I don't think that's in her. Yeah. Line of fire. And, and unfortunately, Normandy is not, she's just not on that level of the other ones where they're going to, they're going to give her that airspace. Yeah, you're right. Right. That, it just kind of sucks that there are diminishing returns in that regard. When you have a lot of this female black talent all being poured into the well. Um. But I can't imagine people like Naomi Osaka and people that are trying, people that jump out of the game like that, see that and don't feel unseen or don't feel some lack of care and concern in some regards, and say, "Suck my dick, y'all! I'm out. I got the money, I got the accolades, I got a nigga. Fuck y'all." Not saying that you have to have a nigga to have the to, to have the the complete thing, but you know she got what she got, and fuck y'all, I'm out. Y'all don't deserve all that to say y'all don't deserve Naomi Osaka. Y'all don't. Um, so I wish her well. Hopefully she comes back with a clearer mind, um, a stronger focus. And peace of mind. Hopefully she's healthy in terms of peace of mind. That's what's important. Um, the next versus is going to be Fat Joe versus Ja Rule. Let me know how it is. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Um, I'm good. I'm probably not watching that live. Like part, of, I think part of what was lit about versus was that it was going. It is that it was an event. But online, but you are ready. Like, you are ready to get in front of your computer and join in the fuckery. It was like how we used to do Game of Thrones. Remember hashtag them thrones? Yeah. We used to do that shit. And we found a new thing to do that shit with, but it's just ours. And I feel like, I don't feel like Ja Rule is a get ready is a get ready and shower and brush my teeth and eat dinner to get ready to sit down and no. join in the fuckery about. And and Fat Joe literally has one song that I even remotely care about. Fam. Lean back. That's it. We were talking about this before. Man, as mu- people talk a lot of shit about Ja Rule. Much of it is deserved. But people forget Ja Rule that when you talk about 
when you talk about the turn of the 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 turn of the millennium and the niggas that brought Def Jam back to hip hop glory, you have to talk about the Trinity. You have to talk about Jay Z. You have to talk about God rest his soul, DMX. And you have to talk about Ja Rule. Those three. You couldn't from two thousand like two thousand and one to like two thousand and like six. You couldn't do shit without Ja X or Hove on your shit. On your soundtrack, blessing your tour, doing a feature on your shit. You doing a feature on they shit, you couldn't make a move without one of three. And your level of of relevance in the industry was determined by whether or not your people, your budget, Uh could afford one of three. Yeah. You couldn't afford nobody. You could afford Ja Rule. If you were a little luckier, you could afford X. Well, actually, at that time, X was the top spot. Yeah. Jay-Z was right in the middle. Yeah, because Dark and Hell is Hot was probably harder at the time than... Well, he he had Dark and Hell is Hot and Flesh, Flesh of My Flesh, Flesh Blood of My Blood. Blood. And like a third album in a two-year span. And that, yeah. was, that was when... Yeah. I think Hove was still riding Blueprint. I think Hove... no. Hope was still writing Blueprint, and he probably had, like, Sean Carter. He probably had the volume three. Volume three. Yeah. Um, so you had to have one of them on your shit to be legit. And Ja Rule held on to that shit for a solid, he was, for a solid, like, five years. More than that. Ten years, maybe. Because, you know, and then, they came, and then they had Ashanti and... You know, that kept him afloat. Man, Ja Rule had hits. He did. And when you look at Fat Joe, no disrespect to Fat Joe. Because he got some joints I like. Even right now, he got some joints that I like that'll make it into my rotation. But Fat Joe, at his best, his Grammy Award-nominated shit is mid it's not better than Holla Holler. It did not have the crossover. Lean Back did not have the same crossover, mainstream, worldwide appeal that Holla Holla had between me and you. Any of them shits had at all. You have to... Going through Fat Joe's discography for singles and hits... You a nigga would have to dig. You would have to have a music head really digging for your shit. Yeah. So y'all let me know how it is, because I will not be tuning in for that one. Yeah, I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm tuning in live for Holla Holla and uh, what clap back. Yeah. Clap back, nigga. Clap back. Well, speaking of DMX, and I, I hope to not derail the conversation too much. Okay. I just received word that Michael K. Williams was found dead in his apartment. In what Brooklyn the fuck? At the age of 54. Jesus Christ. And there was drug paraphernalia present. Shit. 
Come on, man. Yeah. What the fuck is going on, y'all? Twenty twenty one, bro. What the fuck is going on? As a matter of fact, I am just refreshing my Twitter, and lo and behold, trending is damn R.I.P. followed by Michael K. Williams. Jesus Christ! Damn. That hurts. That hurts. Now that motherfucking hurts. I hate that shit. Those demons always come home to roost. God damn, man. Found dead. Found dead in apartment. I hate reading those words, man. I really do. I hate reading those words. I hate that. Man. And and people and now and people are trying to. Uh, I, uh, let me see. There's probably another source. P, uh, the New York Post broke it, so people are hoping that uh, there is no truth to this. But ain't nobody just going out of their way yeah. to kill Michael K. Williams I, on Twitter. I saw a couple of sources on there. So, uh, fuck, man. Uh, Rest in power, Michael K. Williams. God damn, that hurts. That hurts. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I know it feels like I'm just stopping the show, but I apologize. No, no. That that needed to break. If that's true, that needed to break, and we and that 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 just that hit me harder than I expected. Michael K. Williams, bro. Come on, man. <sighs> I need a. I I need a. I need a a, a straight one. <laughs> I need a straight one. <laughs> I do. Yep. I need. I, I need a. I, I need a straight shot for that. Shout out to. Ooh, that's a strong. That one. is a strong pour. Shout out to Omar Little. <sighs> oh man, Omar Little. Montrose. Oh. Come on, man. What was his character's name on Boardwalk Empire? Hmm. Um. I only watched one season. Uh, oh, goddamn. I can't think of it. It's all good. Um, see, now I'm going to go back and watch Board, Boardwalk Empire. Uh, I only ever watched like that one season. And I think I. Oh, that's why. Because I, I watched the one season and I got all wrapped up in The Walking Dead, which if I could turn back time, I'd probably. <laughs> that's one thing I would probably change. If I could turn back time. I'm telling you, I don't change. I don't go back. I don't believe in going back into the past to change shit. But if I could, I would devote my, I would devote my time to Boardwalk Empire over the fucking Walking Dead. If I can find a way. Um, yeah, he was definitely on Boardwalk Empire. Um, oh God. You know, he was, well, no, because Yaya ended up doing that. You know, he was originally going to be Black Manta and uh, Aquaman. That would have been lit. I didn't know that. That would have been lit. I like Yaya, but that would have been lit. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> right? There was a bunch of shit that he was like almost up for. Chalky. Chalky That's White. Chalky, Chalky White. White. There you go. I knew it was something that he was not. Right? <laughs> 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 shit. Hey. And, and now when I think of Michael K. Williams, I'm always think because right after Boardwalk Empire's 
uh, season ended, that video went viral of him in Brooklyn on mm-hmm. the street dancing. Mm-hmm. Everybody forgot that nigga used to be a B-boy. Yep. And and I think that was one of the things about him, that duality, that even though you associate him with these hard nigga roles, there, everybody who talked about him always saw, always saw a joy in him. You know what I'm saying? Like that nigga was cool. Like, you know, like he could, like Omar was just some shit he could take off like any role. Yeah. But when you get, you know, because not everybody has that. Not everybody takes off that mask because just in further wires, nigga, Jamie Hector been playing Marlo ever since. <laughs> ever <Right>? since Marlo. <laughs> that nigga, I remember I was watching The Strain. And I think in the last season, he <laughs> shows he, up. Did he say the brick just went up? <laughs> Price of the brick just went up. <laughs> That nigga in the vampire apocalypse, this nigga was this nigga was still playing Marlo Stanfield. You think it's one way. <laughs> this nigga just saying the same shit. And you know, Michael and Michael K. Williams had a duality to him where you could see him doing other shit. Yeah. And not everybody had that. Because it's a lot of, it's a lot of it's a lot of niggas with that New York roughness to them that that doesn't come across and they keep trying a la the RZA mm. the RZA, RZA can't decide if he want to be a, a, a nigga from Brooklyn or an old Asian man from Singapore supposed to be from Staten Island <laughs> either one Either one, the nigga, the, all the niggas' music sounds like he records it in a gas station bathroom and don't mix it. Damn, it does, man. That I, the, the RZA ain't mixed shit since nineteen ninety six. Well, I'd argue not not much before then either. <laughs> shit, I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, rest in peace, Michael K. Williams. Um, damn, man. Powerhouse, bro. We love you, man. We miss you damn. already. Um, let me go ahead and take this shot. Mm. Oh my God! Sound like you hit the bottom of that shot. Yeah, I did. Oh boy! Now I'm ready to talk about Married at First Sight. <laughs> we got to talk about Married at First Sight. Yes. yes, yes. Um, I guess we have to start with Zach and Michaela. Y'all still have me watching this dumbass show. <laughs> Can't believe I got caught up in it. Zach and Michaela, fam. Zach ain't ready. No, he's not. Zach has not been trained in the art of husband. Or in the art of just significant other. Well, it's a mixture of a lot of bad scenarios. First of all, neither of them has been in a relationship for for at least a year. They both admitted that. And yeah. They were married for one day, smashed, went on vacation. And then COVID. And then COVID. So, so they, they had to quarantine. They were married like two days and then separated for eight days. And the first night back, the first night back, all she wanted to the first night back after eight days of separation, all she, all you have to do, is keep 
the smash fest going. And see, this is what I talk about with these reality shows. Because Michaela, there's a lot of issues why she's mad. and Some of them are valid. But the most valid one that we have to discuss is how they work the system. Everyone else, every other couple got the chance to have their dopamine, mm-hmm. get married, go on the honeymoon, all expenses paid, sit on the beach, blissful, all that shit. Put on the sexy music, put on, put on all them Fenty joints you've been waiting to try out. The dopamine. And now we're seeing what happens when they rip the dopamine away, this is why they do it in the order they do it in. Zach and Michaela did not get their full dose of dopamine. This means more to Michaela than it does to Zach. They also, the whole, and it seems like the whole time that they were apart, like they didn't really talk to each other either. Supposedly they FaceTimed or some shit, but like I didn't get the impression that they interacted much. No. Which is a problem. And you know, you would and again, I, I know this show is borderline fake. But if if you only had that quick experience with this person before y'all were separated due to COVID and you fully recovered and came back, what puzzles me is him, quote unquote, accidentally falling asleep on the couch with a dog. When you have a young, virile, yeah, man, young wife, yeah, waiting in the room for you, and because your dog can't sleep, you coax your dog to sleep, and you accidentally fall asleep yourself on the couch. By the way, that is a lie. He did not accidentally fall asleep on the couch. Oz, uh oh, as 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 a man yourself who is yes. who is who is unmarried, who is, who is unmarried, married or unmarried, this 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 has nothing to do with it. Okay, you're you're fond of vagina, quite so. Okay, quite so. And if there is new in-house vagina to explore, correct. And I, I pardon my audience for, for being crass as I say this. Would you accidentally, would you, you, would you, and more importantly, would 27-year-old you accidentally fall asleep on the couch? 27? Would I fall, would I fall asleep on the couch? I'd nod. I'd, I might nod off. Couch is comfortable and the air is right and the air condition is right. I might nod off. What he's talking about where he was gone for hours? No. Nah. Especially not with no fucking dog. Well, that that was a whole other story. So he got up. So not only did he accidentally fall asleep on the couch that night, his first night back. I'm not saying, and I'm not saying he's lying. I'm saying that his head wasn't in the game. He's lying about accidentally falling asleep on the couch. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just putting it out there. That was a lie. But he got up at seven o'clock in the morning. And seven in the morning said nothing to her. Left the house to take the dog to daycare, which took, by all accounts, it took approximately two hours. 
for him to take the dog to daycare and to get back home, during which time he never alerted her to him leaving, nor did she did he return any of her texts or calls during that period of time. And again, I say, us, unmarried or not, if it takes you a two-hour round trip to take your dog to daycare, you are lying. Yeah. And, and he Houston, had, Houston is a, is a spread out place. It ain't that spread out. It ain't that spread out. Especially for people with dogs. You're not going to put your dog in a daycare. Nope. That has a two hour round trip. I will not. That kind of defeats the purpose. I will not. The, the dog daycare that these fools over here go to is literally two minutes away. It's two minutes. If I stand on my top, if I stand on top of my house, I can see the place from here. If it's farther than that, what's the point? Right. So, either he had cold feet, or something was going on. And mix that with Michaela not getting her full dose of dopamine. Mm. Well, you saw that camera footage when she smashed it. When she got so mad, she smashed that. That box of that that box of wipes, and this was in this was in like February of last year when you couldn't really find them shits. Yeah, man, man, that that was, and them wipes look them and them look like the real Clorox yeah, joints, the actual Clorox brand. Man, you couldn't find that shit nowhere. So you know somebody was looking at that when they when they shot that B roll. Like, uh, let me go and grab that if you're not gonna use it. It's a production <clears throat> assistant. Snap that shit up. <laughs> Put it in a Ziploc bag. was like. On a hundo. I got it. Man. And so when Pastor Cal showed up, he had a lot of cleanup to do. And and then these therapists show their ass a little bit. These therapists show you where their own biases lie. Yeah. I've said that before. That it seems like this season and last season, the, the, the therapists... I used quote fingers. The therapists are looking and sounding a little more like producers. Mm-hmm. The producers pulled them to the side and said, we got to keep this shit a little spicy. What are you going to do to maintain the spice? And Pastor Cal said, I am going to turn motherfucking cartwheels <laughs> intellectually. He did. To keep this shit spicy, and indeed he did, because when McKe- when McKe- when he found out what was going going on with Michaela, what was going on with Zach, and he knew then he knew that Michaela was insane. Yep. He saw it for his own. He saw it with his own eyes. Zach didn't have to do anything to illuminate this point. He saw it then, looked at Zach, and made, I'm. I'm saying this from watching enough reality TV made a producer's decision because in most times like loving hip hop, you can tell there's a moment when a person has a real life crisis of faith, Mm -hmm. has a real life emotional moment where they can't take this shit no more. And out of nowhere, either the head producer on the, the head producer in what they, in what, in what, Reality shows called Video Village mm-hmm. in the in the production trailer, or Mona herself will show up very quickly. Mm. You'll only see the back of her head. 
pull you to the side and tell you to get your shit together. They never actually sh- they never actually play everything she says, but it gives you the it, it gives you the impression of suck it up and get your shit together. It probably starts off with you want this check, right? One hundred percent. Pastor Cal had a producer moment. I can either talk these pe- I can either talk these people some real shit and tell them they're not ready for what they're doing. They're not. Or I can tell Zach to keep it. I can tell tell Zach to maintain discipline, like Chairman Fred would. Let's get this season wrapped up. He's trying to keep them on board for six more weeks. Correct, because it, it's correct. It, it's not a good look. Because he saw Paige and Crystal just give up. Yeah, because um, Zach was definitely wrong, and Michaela was. Also on the wrong side as well, because she very much overreacted. Zero to 100. Packed all her shit. Packed her shit. Put on a mask and walked out. This nigga (laughs) came back. This is how this nigga's day went. Yeah. Like, this nigga came home to a chick missing. Yeah. Uh, Either missing or ready to leave. Unless he said the right thing in 30 seconds. He didn't say the right thing at first. He did not. (laughs) He did not. Let me tell you something. Um, my problem is I feel like the punishment didn't fit the crime because Michaela is insane. Now, granted, there are, you know, when when they reveal the abandonment issues from, you know, the passing of her father, I can, I, I'm not as quick to call her insane as much as, you know, she's, she's, Still deeply affected by something that may not have been resolved yet within her. I can, I can, I can concede that. Now, I still say that she overreacted, and and I, but I also still say that this show is stupid because you're expecting people <laughs> who've only known each other for a week and a half to pick up on all those things, right? And it's it's not it's not possible. That's not how it works. And I'm pretty sure when your boy was sitting there in that hotel room by himself for a week. The, the entire time he was like, man, what the fuck am I doing? And when he got back, he didn't feel like, like, unlike the rest of them, he didn't feel like he was married. He didn't feel like there was a connection. He didn't feel that closeness. Yeah. that would Because that closeness would have had him write a cutesy little note before he left. Or it would have had him do what I do at 6 o'clock every morning when I'm heading out for work. All right, I'm out. Yeah. And then leave it at that. Oh, you gone? All right. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes, you know, sometimes if she don't hear me, I'll get a call. Oh, so you 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 just left without saying anything? Uh, you were you were dead asleep. Okay, yeah, you're right. And man. then that's it. Man, let me tell you something. I'm not married. I have no aspirations towards marriage. Because honestly, and this is not including you, of course, um, y'all, y'all have the closest thing I've ever seen to normal people having having a normal marriage where two normal people have normal human responses to things. That's scary. That's scary. Because <laughs> <laughs> I well, I also get to see both sides of it. But but continue. But married at first sight. Whatever 
dreams I ever had in my lifetime of marriage, married at first sight diminishes that even further. You know why it does? Because, not because of what the people do on this show, but the but people's re, but viewers' reactions to these things, and where people's and where people's priorities lie. Gil and Merla. Twitter has been trying to destroy Gil and make him look like the villain in this shit because he referred to Merla as high maintenance. And I I understand why. You don't social media as much, so you may not know this, but one of the things that you cannot do on social media is call a woman. Call anybody, really, but certainly a woman. High maintenance. They will dis- they will unleash the dogs of hell upon you. You cannot call a woman high maintenance. Or if you do, they will come back with, well, what's wrong with that? And they will say, it's not, your, it's not her fault that your broke ass is just too broke to keep up. And they've tried to paint Gil to be like some kind of just homeless homeless bum that's jealous of Merla's money which I don't see any of that he hasn't told her not to go if that's your money he hasn't told her not to go out and buy thousand dollar red bottoms but in a marriage man or woman I would think that a thousand that that routine thousand dollar purchases would warrant a conversation in a marriage where you're supposed to be planning financially for the future. I And women hate this when you say high maintenance. You know, to a certain extent, if she's living if she's living within her means. She is. She was I, talking about she has $70,000 of clothes in her closet. Yeah, I mean, if she's living within her means, maybe she's not high maintenance. Maybe she is compared to the standards that he is accustomed to in a woman. What I fault Gil with is I fault Gil with his forced optimism in, in the health of his marriage. Because he, he, he keeps saying stuff like, my wife and I like to joke with each other all the time. We like, you know, cracking jokes on each other. You are joking. You are the only one that's joking because you're trying to get to the point where you smash. She is not joking. She has been very straightforward about her tastes, her aspirations, and what she wants to do with her money. And granted, you know what? Again, y'all, this is a this is a stupid show where people who have their own lives are coming together in the span of literally a day. I am not combining my. As a matter of fact, we are not going to talk finances. <laughs> Jose and his beard were definitely talking about yeah. joint accounts his, and shit. His just for men beard were talking about <laughs> whatever. But I'm like, look, regardless of how, how much of a shotgun wedding this is, I'm not going to talk about my finances with you yet. Because <laughs> um, whatever has been working out for me so far is working out for me. Um, and, you know... Everyone, everyone has a lifestyle that they're accustomed to. If, you know, Gil should have just sucked it up on that honeymoon when they were in. First of all, 
your honeymoon was in what Fort Myers, Florida, whatever the shit was, something like the that. Florida Keys. Yeah, never been to the Florida Keys, but the Florida Keys are located in Florida. Correct. I would imagine it's not a very glamorous destination. Period. However, it is a free trip, and the moment that you realize that Mer, 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 whatever her name was 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 a snob and started calling that shit a retirement home. Gil, that's when you should have realized, well, this may not go the way that I hope that it goes. And, and, and let me be very clear about something. And this is not just for women. This is for all you bougie boat shoe niggas. Kappas. Kappas. Nobody cares that you're bougie. No, it, nobody cares that you're quote unquote high maintenance. But nobody, nobody cares that you dress up to wait in line for the turkey leg hut. <laughs> I see you. But everyone cares about the way you treat people. No one cares that you, no one cares that you like quote unquote like nice things. Nobody's jealous that you like and can't afford nice things. But when you liking nice things moves you to treat people who don't covet things the way you do, mm-hmm. like gum on the bottom of your shoe, that's when people start not liking you. And that's when people start pointing out that you are, in fact, bougie and high maintenance. When it causes you to treat people who don't live by your set of standards a certain way, that's called character. Yeah. That's what Merla, no one cares that Merla likes $1,000 red bottoms and has $70,000 of shoes, other than has $70,000 of clothes, other than the people who watch this show and probably intend to rob her. Who the fuck tells people they have $70,000 worth of clothes in their closet on national television? Let me tell you something. No one cares about any of that shit. What people care about is your constant complaining. Mm-hmm. You're constant rolling your eyes at your partner because he's not as bougie as you. Remember, and the constant complaining about him not complaining. Remember, you you agreed to do this dumbass show. You agreed to this. And you agreed to, on your honeymoon night, you went to bed in a fucking, in, in a fucking, what was that shit? It was flannel. She went to bed in, a, in flannel PJs. What the fuck did you think was on his mind? I even her friends were like, you know, he wants the pussy, right? And you've only you've only committed to referring to him as mildly attractive because you talked all that shit about how you hate bald men. No one gives a fuck that you're bougie and like nice things, but the way you treat Gil like a like like a barely wanted pet that you that you were. Inherited in a breakup might have some might have some effect on the way people see you on this show. That's how TV works. That's how TV works, especially reality TV. They take the best and worst parts of you and play those and magnify those. Blend all that shit together, like a, and blend all that shit together like a sitcom. You, as far as I can tell, have no good parts, so they only have the bad parts to magnify. But everybody treating Gil like he's just some 
some bum and some homeless popper. Yes, he is a little corny. A lot corny. I don't think he's penniless. He's a fucking firefighter. They do okay. He's all right. I think he, I genuinely think he's a I work with these motherfuckers. These motherfuckers walk into my job all the time. Trust me. The department pays for like 70% of their shit. He's fine. Trust me, he's fine. He's not a popper. But y'all treating him like he broke just because he's just because he isn't blindly going with Merla on these fucking uh, uh, shopping sprees to buy red bottoms and shit that don't matter. And doesn't have a wall full of a wall full of art and photographs that are just her like she's fucking Mike Lowry. This is why I don't this is why I don't fuck with marriage because the way people respond to this shit tells you everything about them and how shallow they are. And and now when it's just cool to be shallow, so what if I'm high maintenance? Now it's just cool to be shallow. This is also extreme Tinder dating where you can't swipe left. <laughs> just kind of stuck with what you got for about 8 weeks. This is true. This is true. It's, this show is stupid, but y'all it, got me hooked on this dumbass show. It's wild. It, it, there's, there's a lot of wild shit going on. And I will just say last but not least before we go to break, Bow and Johnny, fam, Johnny is out. Johnny, <laughs> Johnny is out. Johnny is being very polite to someone that technically he's known for some years. Yeah. Johnny is out. Johnny figured out that this bitch don't, don't shower at the appropriate times. How the fuck you tell me you just came from the gym? And you just gonna get right in the bed? And you expect me to wanna fuck you? Well, maybe, but probably not. Probably not. That's not gonna happen. And I don't and I don't understand why you why someone that you say is so much like you, why you would expect them to want that to happen. You're cause he's just as neurotic as you, spreadsheet girl. This man had 12 of the same shirt in his closet. <laughs> this nigga had off-white. He had beige. He had khaki. <laughs> he had blue. He had bluer. <laughs> he, had, he had azure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you expected from this. Periwinkle? No, no let me tell you. I, I take that back. I know what she expected from this. She expected a rich white man. I said it. I went on and said, I'm sorry. I said it. She expected she expected a rich white man who doesn't care one way or the other and is too busy to care. She expected a rich white man. I'm telling you what I'm telling you what was on her mind. You you've seen the show more than I have, so it's possible. I, I've seen one season more than you have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you. I, I, I saw their character descriptions and I knew exactly what time it was. As a single man in Houston, I knew exactly what she was looking for. Is still looking for. Damn. She wants the Johnny model, but in Michael Sarah. Hmm. I'm telling you. We will keep up with this show <laughs> as long as we can. 
because this show is batshit crazy. And I'm starting to formulate a theory about who's actually going to stay married on a decision day and who is not. It's going to be very interesting. It'll be interesting because right now I'm, I'm almost going to say none of them. Uh, Brett and Ryan are going to make it. Oh, that's true. Brett and Ryan are just boring enough. They're to just make bored it. enough. They're just boring enough to make it, and they're going to get a season of couples cam out of them. I, believe it or not, I think Zach and Michaela might end up doing it once once they have enough blow ups. Because I think we haven't gotten to the big blow up with Michaela yet. If there's a bigger one, I'm I'm excited. Yeah, um, I think there was a bigger one. And Gil is just hanging on by a thread. No, nah, that's not going to happen with him. Gil's just hanging. He's about to lose it. He's about to lose it. He's going to be the meltdown. Yeah. Um, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more foolishness and fuckery. Uh, y'all know what it is. Uh, sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. And we are back. <laughs> we are black. We are opinionated. I have to say, I've been drinking straight at least since this nigga told me Michael K. Williams died. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, you put a dent in that bottle. It is Labor Day. I mean, you know, fuck it, bro. It's Labor Day. It is. Um, It's time for white people must be stopped. This is why I don't fuck. With white people, this is why I don't. Hit them with another one. <laughs> I thought I was stopping. <laughs> um, so I went to see Shang Chi. Yeah, uh, Shang Chi and the Ten Rings, uh, the latest Marvel joint. Um, it was interesting. It was my first time going back to the movies. It was my first time going back to the movies in ooh, two years almost. No, oh, no. The last time I went to the movies before the pandemic was the photograph. Damn. Yeah. So, um, it was interesting. I, I, First of all, I remember the movies being a lot more expensive. I was looking around. I was like, oh, this, this ticket seems cheap. <laughs> Try to get anybody in there that they can. The refreshments, I think I spent 10 bucks. I was like, guys, is it just me? I'm sorry, I haven't been to the movies. I haven't really been out socializing in a while. DoorDash is inflated. Didn't this this seem like I was spending more money? And she was like, and she looks, she points to a sign that says, please enjoy our reduced prices on refreshments. Oh. At the cost of no refills. Oh. I mean, look. Hey, I, I usually don't get a forty of those anyway. I was gonna say forty ounces of an icy is all you need, bro. <laughs> so I sit down. I'm pretty early. See all the, see all the little stupid commercials they have before the real commercials. Um, I see what I couldn't possibly think that I saw. I, I of all the, I, and they had a few stupid ass little trailers. Roland Emmerich's new dumbass movie about the about the moon crashing into the earth or some shit. Not going to watch it. Not watching that shit. Uh, y'all ain't sucking me in no more. Roland Emmerich just has stupid ass. 
He just has a stupid ass premise that he writes around. And it only worked with Independence Day. What if aliens blew up the White House? Well, you beat them by punching them in the face. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, who do you send to save the world? Mike Lowry and the guy from Jurassic Park. <laughs> um, so then I see, oh, I hear a song that I have not heard in 15 years probably. And I hear words that I have not heard in 15 years. Hi, I'm Johnny Knoxville. Welcome to Jackass. Y'all, fam, (laughs) there is a movie, MTV Unearthed Johnny Knoxville and Friends to have a jackass reunion. That's how far we are in this reunion pandemic shit. I'm already done with the reunion shit because I saw the picture of the Friends reunion. All the friends look like they are all vampires mm-hmm. feeding off of Joey. Damn. Have you seen Matt LeBlanc lately? Like, <laughs> nope. All the friends look like they are vampires specifically feeding off of Matt LeBlanc's life essence. Is it that bad? Yes. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, and Lisa Kudrow wasn't no spring chicken when they were doing friends. I'm just saying. So now they have a jackass reunion. Johnny Knoxville got a full head of gray hair. He's only 49. And he's only 49, and they still shoving turkeys up his ass and shooting him out of catapults over shallow lakes. And he's just signing all the way up for this. And what I noticed the most is that they tried to they tried to convince us that jackass has evolved and gotten woke because there was one element that jackass has never had before that they had in this case. They had a black person. Let's go. And he wasn't even doing any of the stunts. He was just following the motherfuckers around laughing. Now, trying to convince us that black people do this shit. Now, granted, if you, a black, were anywhere around them jackass dudes and they were doing some shit, would you be participating I'd be filming it from across the street. <laughs> I mean, uh, look, my TikTok numbers will go up. I will not be interacting with them. Yeah, I mean, I, I would be there like, oh, damn, that's wild. That's fucked up. Also, any one of y'all motherfuckers touch me, hands. Because I already know Just I can't. Just letting y'all know right now. Exactly. I can't be unguarded around these motherfuckers. I can't be gar- unguarded around Steve-O. You can be squared up the whole time. The entire time. <laughs> I'm be shang I'm be Shang Chi in Tiger Stance. <laughs> Fuck out of here. And and, I, and don't get me wrong, I watched this shit back in the day. I was also in high school. I was a hard 17 watching Jackass. So Jackass looked like the craziest shit in the world to me. Nowadays, it just looks like standard run of the mill white people shit. It's like they were trying to compete. It's like they saw niggas running up, running up and down these fucking crates, and they said, okay, we got something for your ass. We'll show you the white people are the original stupid motherfuckers. 
I give you Jackass, the reunion. I mean, I might go see it. I'm not paying money for that. I'm not paying money for that. Hit me when it gets to Paramount Plus. I just want to know if any of them have any, like, testicles left. No, bro. they just been. Steve Oden Steve told us he got one missing from one of them stunts. <sighs> Steve Oden said. And by the way, Steve Oden looks like the most, the most sober of them all. Which is scary. Which is frightening because we know Steve Oden went through a lot of shit. And Johnny Knoxville, you know, it's hard to believe that there was a time when Jackass made Johnny Knoxville like a household name. I like, do. that catapulted him into shit. Yeah. I want to know how fucked up Bam Margera is if they won't even let him. Bro. <laughs> all, all the drugs then just went to his waist and belly. All the drugs. That nigga, he's, he's gone. He's gone. Like, I, you know, I know a lot of you motherfuckers have no idea what we were talking about with these white people. There was a time when Jackass was like the epitome of what MTV had to offer. Like this was like this was so fascinating to people. I mean, Jackass was a household name at one time. They used to make like Saturday Night Live mad TV skits off of this shit. Jackass was I it, it, <sighs> I don't look back on my childhood and shudder very often. But when I think about sitting around watching watching white boys staple staple each other's assholes shut, I have to wonder. Yeah. And I got women to watch this shit with me. That's like a, that's white privilege, by the way. That is maximum white privilege. You see niggas stapling each other's assholes shut. We're going to have a whole think piece unpacking about homoeroticism. And also at least one of them will be dead. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. The cops will just find him. The cops will just find him outside in, in the middle of the street. <laughs> this show shit, we just found him like that. Nah, his, his, his asshole was stapled closed when we found him. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's the it's the asshole staple killer. <laughs> Shit, is that the name of this episode? No, <laughs> episode one fifty two, the asshole. Staple. Oh man, they go they go fuck the algorithm, all the algorithms up on us. Um, I, I just I had to put here that here, and white people must be stopped because I feel like jackass is just the epitome. Of everything white people must be stopped stands for. Yeah. Everything. No natural predators personified. This is what happens when you have no natural predators. White people with nothing to do, no natural predators, and no sense of self-preservation to speak of. None. And and not only and that and those by 2021 standards aren't even the lunatics. We got motherfuckers right now passing legislation to basically staple to basically staple women's vaginas shut. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Only for the purposes of baby making. What's What's wild is 
I don't want I don't want to go into all the nuances of this this dumbass law if you want to call it that. With most laws, and what what really makes this one fucked up is so first of all they're they're trying to effectively ban abortions after six weeks. And typically, when you do that, you you make it a law that's enforceable in court where people can be prosecuted for doing things. But no, here's here's what's wild about this this particular law, if you want to call it. If someone in the state, if a woman in the state of Texas actually gets an abortion past six weeks, nothing happens to her. They won't. They can't prosecute her because they're not they're not enforcing. The, the the person receiving they're not enforcing they're not enforcing it on the person receiving the abortion. What they are doing is they are deputizing citizens of the state to file lawsuits against anyone that assists someone in getting an abortion. They're putting a bounty on niggas. They're putting a bounty on people that the citizens, you and I, the citizens of the state can file a lawsuit. So if you personally become aware of someone getting an abortion after six weeks, you, Oz, can file a lawsuit against the person that took them to the clinic. You can file a lawsuit against the doctor that performs a procedure. Because all of this that's happening is totally my business. Yes. And now Uber has already stepped up and said, look, uh, if any of our drivers get caught up in that bullshit, we got y'all covered because... This is it's some bullshit what y'all are doing. And I assume a lot of medical professionals are going to have the same thing as well. Again, what makes it fucked up is they're deputizing citizens to effectively place lawsuits against people who are, who are having this done. Which is why I say the solution to this is to stop fucking Republicans. Stop it. Stop fucking them. Women, stop fucking Republicans. There's a lot I don't understand. And even us having opinions on it feels like too much. Yeah. And we're and I feel like we're in the right. And even us having opinions on it feels like a lot. Just it, stop, bro. Yeah, I mean. It, just stop. That that pendulum is going to swing back really hard, the motherfuckers. It's going to hurt, but you know, when um, and I and I would say stop fucking Republicans, but I think their 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 wives are in on it. Have already, yeah, they've already stopped anyway. I mean, they're in on it and they, because because no matter what happens, there's a there are white people with a degree of privilege that are going to find ways. To rectify the situations for themselves. Yep. So they're good. And demographically, they're actually going to affect their constituents a lot more than they think they are. I, I don't even. I'm so disgusted. Send your racist stories. I, I even, I'm not even going to. Send your racist stories. Send your racist real life encounters. Anything you think we missed in the news with your questions, your listener letters. Questions for myself and D. Randall. Send all that to opinionswhileblack at gmail.com. Log on to opinionswhileblack.com. Um, donate. Buy merch. You know the deal. We'll be right back. We're going to wrap it up with listener letters and top three STFUs. 
This is Houston's most savage podcast. Pour up. We are back. Yep. We are black. We are opinionated. And I got to calm down. (laughs) Got to calm down. (laughs) You can do too much sometimes. Yeah, you know. Who knows? Um, Time for our listener letters. All right. David Santiago seems to have a good one for us. Oh, shit. (laughs) He writes, since it was one of my listener letters that started the conversation on polyamory, I wanted to loop back around to recent developments and keep the conversation going. I recently had an amicable split from my secondary partner who was monogamous and was trying her best but just wasn't wired for it. No fault and no shame. It's not for everyone, and I respect that fully, and we remain good friends. One one thing our conversation made me realize is that people will sacrifice being in a relationship that's right for them just to be with someone, even if it does even if it does them more harm than good. I felt like she deserved better and did the ethical thing by breaking it off, but she felt I wasn't allowing her to choose what she was willing to endure. I couldn't sleep right knowing that, knowing that it would just end in hurting her feelings every time I was with my primary or someone else, especially now that we're planning trips to sex clubs and swinging events. Mm. What are your thoughts on all of this? <laughs> wow. Um, okay. It's not for everyone. Yeah. It's not for everyone. I agree. That's, it, it, and so my thing is that and this isn't just poly, polyamory versus anything else. It's in the fact that there are models that we subscribe to as people. We fall in with people that aren't our type in regular monogamous models and try to make that shit work. Mm-hmm. When we know this person isn't right for us and we would never, and if in a moment of desperation, we would never fall in with this person in any other facet of life. If it weren't for the dopamine. So I expect people to fall out of their model. I expect people to fall out of their. Sometimes maybe even their sexuality. Mm -hmm. To be in a relationship with somebody that wants to be with them. No matter how bad it is for them. And I agree. And and it's, it's like I said, it's, it's not for everyone. Um, monogamy is tough enough, um, especially managing. You it's know, impossible. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it, not impossible. It, I'm it's not impossible, but I mean, as difficult as it, as difficult as monogamy is in the era of social media, we don't make it any better. Yeah, I, I can imagine that polyamory is even more difficult, uh, especially when it comes to managing people's expectations of what's going into the relationship, and you know. And I would imagine in polyamory, you know, another part of the difficulty is how much, how much can each person that's involved in it withstand, I guess, the presence, for lack of a better term, of 
the other people present in the relationship. Like, I, I can't imagine, I personally can't imagine having to balance time or, uh, or manage time in any way equally between two other people like that. It's a lot of expectation, first of all, for me. Right. Uh, but second of all, it's it's just, you know, it's, <laughs> I, I jokingly say it, it, it's enough getting yelled at by one person. I don't know how much <laughs> I can take getting yelled at by two people for the same shit, you know. I, you know, and, you know, and I feel bad because everybody's done it and everybody's fallen into some model of something that didn't serve them mm -hmm. um, because they thought there was some, Imagine happiness on the other side of it. Right. There's not. And it, follow your first mind. And I won't say, and these things won't happen because they still will. Mm -hmm. But I think you'll be better served to realize and maneuver accordingly. Um, and it sucks that at the cost of your friend, Maybe being uncomfortable in certain situations, um, you know, this this might cause some static. But I think in the long run, it would be even worse if y'all stayed in this in this relationship in a model that did not serve her best interest. Correct. So ultimately, you did the right thing, and you know, I, I think part of part of you being a hundred percent comfortable in something is that it's rare to fall in with people that are 100% comfortable or think or sometimes people that think they're 100% comfortable when they're actually not and they haven't asked a lot of the hard questions. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody's not going to be able to hang there are going to be diminishing returns. That's a lesson you have to learn. That's a lesson that other people are going to have to learn when falling into these into these new models mm -hmm. that we are that a lot of that a lot of these generations are not necessarily uh, trained for in the first place. I'm I'm curious to to enter into a discussion with with people who are involved in in polyamorous relationships. Just because I again I'm, I'm very ignorant to a lot of how it works. Like I'm curious to understand the dynamic of what happens when there's an existing relationship and another person is added to that relationship. Like, are there discussions about seniority that happen with that? Like, what what are those types of what that's, types of expectations come with that? That's got to be rough. Yeah, I, and that's, you know, I'm not used to it. Um, I'm used to I'm used to knowing niggas that cheat. Yeah, <laughs> while listening to Certified yeah. Lover Boy. <laughs> uh, that's not, you know, it's not polyamory if everybody doesn't know what's happening. <laughs> True, right? That's, that's yeah, and that's another thing you might have to look out for. Yeah, is that. Some motherfuckers really be sheep's and wolves clothing, and in the in, you know in the afterthought they'd be like, oh well, you know I'm polyamorous, so you, I can't you be might believe in polyamory, but the person that you're with might not. Man, Nick Cannon is doing this exact shit. Mm. Nick Cannon is doing this exact shit. I'm just not. I'm I'm not suited for those Eurocentric models of monogamy or whatever. Yeah, but you do this with women that fall into those Eurocentric standards of beauty. So, and you're rich enough to. Just have a bunch of, bunch of babies and pay for them. I guess. It, I guess so. Um, wow, David, David Santiago will hit you with one. Yeah, man, he will hit you with one, and it, it, he's not lying. 
this has been one of our more popular topics that people will like talk to will really want to be talking to me about. Mm. Um, so, you know, that's that. Um, thank you, David Santiago, for that. Y'all send y'all's, uh, y'all know what to do. Y'all send y'all's uh, listener letter questions to opinionswhileblack at gmail.com. Hit us in the comment section on the appropriate posts on social media or just hit me on social media and ask me shit. Um, time for the top three STFUs. Let's go. Who are the three people in America that need to shut, shut the, the fuck up? up? We have a runner-up. Runner-up is Terry Crews. That, wow. Fam, nobody was talking to him. And he was like, he said on Twitter, like, you know the great thing about the about being disinvited to the cookout is that you're not drinking the Kool-Aid. Okay. What the fuck does that mean? We don't even have to unpack it. What the fuck? Literally nobody was talking to him. And he was like, oh, in case y'all forgot, I got uninvited. No one cared. Remember me? No one cared to uninvite you. We just stopped talking to you. I'm still out here. Shut the, man. Shut the fuck Terry Crews. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> fuck that nigga, man. Um, number three is Kanye West. We don't have to have a big unpacking about it. <laughs> Kanye's over. I heard Donda, and my take from Donda is that Kanye is over as a music artist. He is going to retain his fan base because they are gullible, but uh, Kanye is over. He has nothing more to say as an artist, period. That's done. He's done. He's done, and he should just stop being a part of the musical conversation. I feel so vindicated. It's over. I felt this way four albums ago, but it's over. I love it. Shut the fuck up, man. Number number two is Larry Elder. The OG Uncle Ruckus needs to shut the fuck up. OG Uncle Ruckus was having a conversation with Candace Owens on the Candace Owens show. Whatever the fuck that is. About um, we shouldn't be having a, a saying that we shouldn't be having the conversation about reparations. Uh, because... If we give reparations to slaves and descendants of slaves, then we have to give it to the descendants. Uh, We shouldn't be having that conversation because slave owners also got reparations. Slave owners did not also get reparations. Slave owners got reparations. Yeah. Slave owners got reparations at the time of reformation. Not reformation. Abolition. Reconstruction. Yeah. I mean, they got... got they actually got their paper before the slaves were released. They're like, hey, just to let you know, you're going to have to come off them slaves. But, 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 hear me out. I'm going to give you $300 per slave. And they're like, fuck. Well, I mean, shit. That's man. a lot of money back then. That was $8,019 in today's Christ. money per slave. That's a conversation. Yeah. So they were like, all right, all right, man. I mean, I mean, y'all going to take them anyway. Yeah, let me make sure I get my paper first. Same time, same time. I don't know you, motherfucker. Same All time. Right. All right. Bet. So and now let's let's construct a system. So they kept it pushing <laughs> yeah. and didn't say shit. And meanwhile, a lot of people did, a lot of black people, a lot of slaves, and a lot of people who came from slaves didn't get any reparations mm. because they were too busy relocating. Mm. They were too busy running. They were too busy being owned. 
Correct. They were too busy not being considered whole humans. Three-fifths. Three-fifths of a human. That's all you got. And this is... and Now, to clarify, is it news that Larry Elder was talking to Candace Owens on the Candace Owens show? No. No. This is only news because Larry Elder is running for governor of California. And might even and has and has a strong chance because Gavin Newsom isn't apparently not that great of a candidate. Yeah. Um This is not somebody who deserves anyone's vote. I mean, this isn't someone who deserves anyone's time, but he's definitely not someone who deserves anyone's vote. I if we're all in the desert and we're all thirsty, he doesn't deserve a sip of water. He, he doesn't even deserve to be pissed on. I'm, I might still piss on him. Actually, I, that, that it might be a personal, might be a personal enjoyment. Um, no matter what comes, no matter what he thinks, well, aim for the back of the head. Then. Just on, just right in the head, just right in that in, in that curly in that curly old school, eighties school days hair. Fuck him. Fuck Larry Elder. What like? These are not people that deserve. Even Candace Owens giving him a platform, I feel like it's too much of a platform because she felt mystified. She was mesmerized by this information, which tells me how many books Candace Owens has read. Or even the right ones, if there are right ones. She needs to be mesmerized by a perm. (laughs) Shit. Uh, Larry Elder got to get the fuck out of here, man. Like, in 2021, we don't have room for him in the conversation. Nope. We, you know, we have, we're not, things aren't perfect and things are still bad. But I think at the very least, we've come too far as a country to have Larry Elder talking. Yep. He's got to shut the fuck up. And the number one person who has to shut the fuck up is Boozy Badass. He's on a run. Just stop. He is on a streak. Just stop, bro. Fam. My problem with Boozy and like because I feel like this is a I feel like this is a a, a a result that he doesn't want. I feel like he's going so hard on the Lil Nas X shit, on the homophobia shit, that he is becoming the face, the new face of homophobia in hip hop. And I don't think he wants to be that. I don't think he cares at this point. You don't think he cares? Nah. Actually, I don't even I don't think he really knows what that means. He yeah. just knows that he don't like gay shit. Yeah, and, and and I right and and the thing is, no matter what you inform him on, he's gonna be strong and wrong on it because he's. Just, and I think that's what people see in him because he's just a prideful nigga. He's gonna be one of those dudes that says, "Well, I don't know about all that, but I know I just don't like that gay shit." Right, just keep that nigga away from me. I ain't gonna. I ain't got a problem with it. Just don't come around we me with it, and I'll kill you. You know, that's the kind of shit that he'll say. Right. And what and what fucks me up is that he's been a part of the penal system. So I know he's encountered it. You said penal. <laughs> God damn. The penile system. <laughs> Let's go, man. We out here. And I just I, I so I know he's so I know he's been around it. 
He didn't see somebody holding pockets. <sighs> you know, they always say when someone is that against something that they're, you know, compensating for. There's got to be some feelings Some there. latent tendencies in yeah. there. So I'm just saying. You know, I, I just, I don't know what he stands to gain from this. And maybe there's nothing to gain from it because he doesn't understand the depths of what he's saying. I just, I, I, homophobia in hip hop does not need a face. And I want him to shut up. Not that I just give that much of a fuck about Boozy. I just want him to shut the fuck up for his own sake. No, I, I just want him to shut the fuck up for everybody's sake. It's just getting out of control. It should not be this much of a conversation. Somebody said that the B in LGBT, um, LGBTQ is for Boozy because Boozy is always in the middle of gay shit. I mean, somebody said if you say if you say Lil Nas X five times, Boozy gonna pop up in the mirror and do what? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Wipe me down. <laughs> Head, shoulders, pants, shoes. I just I feel like. We're having so many progressive conversations culturally. Homophobia on this basic a level feels antiquated. Mm -hmm. It feels like you're talking to somebody that still has a flip phone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we should be, we, for all the progressive conversations we ha we're having, we should be past this one. There's just no room for it in all the things that we have to tackle as a community. There's no room for it. I mean, this is a guy who endorses statutory rape. Yeah. Um, of his son. But we need to listen to his ideas about homosexuality. So basically, he should shut the fuck up. Yes. Yeah. I, shut the fuck up! And he should get the biggest shut the fuck up. And he should get the reason I give him the shut the fuck up over Larry Elder. Yes, Larry Elder is asking for our votes, and that's important. Not our votes because we don't live in California. He's culturally asking for our votes. But Boozy has centered himself so much in this culturally that I feel like it's going to embolden. People who should know better. Mm -hmm. People who might, who even do know better and are just using, are just using boozy as an unwilling patsy. And getting people on the side of this. And that's not right. I feel like there are, you know, I, I don't want to make it a whole deeper, darker criminal link thing. But there are always smarter people behind the loudmouth dummy with the microphone. Mm -hmm. There are always smarter people waiting for them to bring more true believers. And the last thing we need in hip-hop is more true believers um, keeping the culture down. We should be past this. Boozy needs to understand that we're past this. And if he doesn't want to understand that we're past this, and he doesn't want to bring anything new to the conversation, you should shut the shut fuck the up. Fuck up. D. Randall, did we do a podcast? We survived it. Yeah, we survived it. Narrowly. <laughs> Narrowly survived it. 
Team uh, Team Oz. I don't even. I feel like Team Oz is old. Just but, <laughs> fam, listeners, community. Thank you so much for the, for for riding with us on this ride. Thank you so much for your continued support. I promise we have some great things coming up in the future. Um, some things that have been on my mind. Um. I don't know. It just I I have to get acclimated, reacclimated to life. Um, outside of this podcast, life in the world, life out in the world. I'm seeing that now. You know, work, all that, and you know whether we like it or not, whether we need it, the world is kind of opening up. The world is opening up. Whether. <sighs> Against all logic and sanity. And we're going to be there. And we, and, you know, so we have to think about what, think about ways to make sure that model is properly updated um, to keep you guys being able to cope with day-to-day life outside of here. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're always thinking about that. We're always thinking about you guys. Um, merch. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Okay. Fall merch is going to happen either on or the week of my birthday, September 22nd. Let's go. Fall, brand new merch. Um, I think you're going to like what we have to offer. I'm not even going to tell you what we're going to start off with. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to tell you. Don't tell them. You don't need to know. They don't need to know all that. Don't need to know. Mind your business. Stay in touch. Stay on opinionswhileblack.com. Stay on our social medias. There will be clues. We're going to have some shit coming up. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing for my birthday, by the way. I'll, I'll, just, I'll probably just, It's not going to be an event. Uh, Delta won't have it. I'll just pop up somewhere and just send a little secret message to a few of y'all and we'll just get we'll just get drunk and have a few laughs. Probably something like that. Just drop a pin. Just drop a yeah, just drop a pin. Get vaccinated. Get vaccinated now. Get vaccinated now. Like this week, figure it out. Get vaccinated now and you should be getting the last shot. By my birthday. Hmm. Hopefully. 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 So get yourself in order and we can hang out and party. Um, we'll be back with more foolishness and fuckery next week. Until then, this has been episode 152. 152 of Opinions While Black. I have been Oz. For now, I'm still D. Randall. And as always, forever imparting. Titties!